0: light on the devastation from the weekend's tornadoes that slammed the nation's heartland reduced homes and businesses to piles of shredded lumber and twisted metal and killed at least 25 people Richard Padilla was inside a candle factory that was torn apart
1: the ceiling blows up in a couple of
0: seconds after that a wall falls. Uh, above us. I'm Jim Krasoul in Mayfield, Kentucky. Having lost two of her neighbors in Friday night's monstrous tornado, Annie Best told me. There's a reason why. I'm here and somebody else isn't. I have something more to do in life. Eight people remain missing at a candle factory that was destroyed by the storm. Eight workers were killed. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir fears the state's tornado death toll could top 100. 200 miles away in Edwardsville, Illinois, at least eight people were killed when a a tornado ripped apart an Amazon facility. Correspondent Mola Lange is there. We're going to do everything we can, you know, to support our employees, make sure they have access to all the services that they need.
1: Kelly and, you know, Nantel know, is an, an Amazon spokesperson. spokesperson.
0: When you have a, a tornado that cuts right through the center of the building, it's a pretty devastating, you know, force of nature. And that's what we had here. A massive snowstorm has hit Northern California, Sierra Nevada mountains. The drive is so dicey, cars and trucks without chains on their tires aren't being allowed onto I 80. Brian Cantora got through. I had the worries about chains, but I have a 4x4, four four, so I was, I was able to come up here with no problem. The forecast calls for feet of snow on the highest peaks. Rain is expected to drench Southern California. The 15-year-old, charged with first-degree murder and terrorism in last month's school shooting in Oxford, Michigan, is expected to be back in court today. Legal experts say Ethan Crumbley's attorneys could seek a mental competency evaluation. His parents are facing involuntary manslaughter charges. Four students died in the shooting. COVID cases have shot up almost 40 percent in the U.S. over the past week, and the U.K. is reporting its first death from Omicron. Prime Minister Boris Johnson urging everyone 18 and up to get a booster.
2: We're now facing an emergency in our battle with the new variant,
3: Omicron. And we must urgently reinforce our wall of vaccine protection to keep our friends and loved ones safe.
0: The name of this year's Time magazine, Person of the Year, on the tip of lots of tongues.
1: We don't have uh, ivory tower management or engineering.
0: Tesla's Elon Musk, who also happens to be the richest man in the world, depending on the day, but doesn't own his own home, gets his mug on the cover. This is CBS News.
1: The leading sign of COVID is a fever so everyone needs an accurate thermometer. Try the Exogen temporal scanner and learn more at exogen.com. That's exogen.com. I'm Micah Fink, a veteran, a former Navy SEAL, and I'm with Boot Barn to talk about the power of being present. I think like this holiday season, if the whole country could get together and say, you know what, we're gonna all turn our phones off. We're gonna get really present. And we're going to spend time, and we're going to connect. I think two weeks after the holidays over, the world would be a different place. And that's because people would be changing themselves. And by changing yourselves, you change the world. Boot Barn, share
0: the West. Give the gift they want this year, a new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just $479. PureTalk Talk gives you great prices and great 5G coverage with unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. The average family saves over $800 a year. Just dial pound 250 and say Jill 50, and you'll save 50% off your first month. And save on a new iPhone. Dial pound 250 and say Jill 50. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. With COVID cases rising again, masks are back in indoor public places in New York. If a business anywhere throughout New York State does not have a vaccine mandate, it must now put in place a mask mandate. The business will have to ask patrons and workers to mask up or risk a $1,000 fine. It'll be up to counties to enforce the new mandate. Reaction mixed. I'm kind of frightened. I kind of agree with her. Personally, I feel like it should be left up to the individual. The mandate will be in effect until at least January 15th. Matt Piper, CBS News, New York. Mariah Carey fans are beating a path to McDonald's today. Yes, darlings, I got my holiday wish this year, my very own menu from one of my absolute faves. Mariah Menu has just launched. It features freebies every day through December 24th, beginning with free Big Macs today with a minimum $1 purchase on the restaurant's mobile app. From the Mariah Menu. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
1: Are you more than $10,000 in debt? Feel like you're on a never-ending treadmill, staying in one place and never getting ahead with those minimum payments? You feel like there's no way out? Don't let the credit card companies bully you anymore. There are programs in place to help you get free of your debt, and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get debt-free in months instead of decades. Get off the debt treadmill and stop the harassment. Get free of credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and medical bills. Call now at 800-533-6605. For free information, for about 10 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, too. Get off the endless cycle without having to declare bankruptcy. You'll have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Kasich was the lead singer of what band? The cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. <laughs> That's Auto cars. Smarts. Friday afternoons cars. at 106 cars. on 970 cars. WATH cars. and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars.
0: Cars, cars.
4: Some say we've lost our touch, that we don't build things with
5: lasting detail, or worse, that we just
4: don't bother. Really, we the people who built a country, who rely on ourselves to get things done? Well, there's really only one way to tell if we've lost our grip. Next time you see someone wearing Carhartt, just shake their hand.
5: Max
0: Thrifty Shop, 940 East State Street, 592-3773. Hi, I'm Vivica Fox. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been rescuing animals during hurricanes, floods, and wildfires. But Mother Nature isn't the only danger animals face. Sometimes, it's human nature. Every year, six million animals are abandoned and more than a million are euthanized. You can be a hero to animals in need of rescue and adoption at AmericanHumane.org.
4: Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The Stock Market Report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005.
1: The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies Stock Market Report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better.
5: Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is.
1: Integrated will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety.
3: in Inept
4: Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw,
1: raw.
4: Well, Coach Turf, the last time we talked, you were changing a tire on that 1937 Packard, getting ready for your first road game of the season. I trust you made it to South Oklahoma State in good shape.
5: Well, that's right. You know, we've been talking on these here programs about all the folks you got to have behind the scenes. And if it hadn't been for our trainer, good old Scrape Simpson, we might never have made it. You know, good old Scrape dug into that bag of tricks of his. He got some tape. He got some Band-Aids. He fixed that tire. And we made it to Oklahoma in record time.
4: Well, it's good to have people like that you can rely on. I know all of our listeners are wondering about the outcome of your season opener. What kind of game was it?
5: Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we played a fine ball game. Of course, them boys over at SOS, they played a fine ball game. So, what the fans, when everything was all over, said and done with, seen over there was a fine ball game.
4: And did you pick up that predicted first victory of the season?
5: Well, no. Uh, you know, we did go over there predicting that we was going to pick up a victory. But, uh, you know, uh, when I looked at the statistics, when everything was over, said and done with, uh, my strategy kind of backfired a little bit. Well, we got beat 33 and zip.
4: Well, Coach, you told me you put SOS first on the schedule this year because their program was having a little trouble, and it looked like they might be somebody the Oysters could beat. What what happened in the ballgame?
5: Well, I think this could serve as a lesson to every coach out there. You know, you can't take any opponent lightly. you got to make sure that you're prepared when you go to play them. I mean, this could be a real good example of somebody sneaking up on you and beating you when you expect to pull out an easy victory and you don't prepare good enough, well, them folks can just sneak up on you. you got to take everybody like they's the best team in the nation and be prepared when you play them.
4: Well, exactly what went wrong, Coach? Was there something missing in Coach Lewis and Coach Clark's scouting report?
5: Well, that's right. You could say that, but uh, actually what's missing is Coach Lewis and Coach Clark because, uh, you know, they sent that message in code and what that message said when I finally got the right code book out was that they was lost that they uh, couldn't even find SOS, and so they wasn't going to be no scouting report.
4: Well, we'll be back in just a moment for the details on the Oysters season opener against SOS right after this message.
2: (laughs) SOS, exactly like Coach Art Turf said.
4: And the Art Turf
2: Show is proudly sponsored by this ingredient that helps keep your body's blood and nerve cells healthy. What is it?
4: vitamin B12. Well, Coach, that 33 to nothing score would seem to indicate that not much went right for the Oysters in your first game of the season.
5: Well, that's right. You know, we had one of them weeks when if it could go wrong, it went wrong. You know, we had a flat tar on the Packard. We had a little bit of trouble getting our scouting report and scouting report come in and cold. We couldn't figure out what in the world was going wrong. And then we went out there to the ball field. We lost a coin toss, I think, for the 1,767th time in a row. And But what I was real upset about was the way that SOS run up the score on us at the end of that ball game. They was padding their lead. I guess that's what you call your SOS pad.
4: Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf.
1: 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970
5: and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N.
1: What a glorious
3: morning a glorious morning there we go i got my mixer right now look at that sunshine boomy although it's only 28 degrees outside wasn't too bad a weekend though all things considered had a wonderful event up at uh, Stewart's Opera House Saturday night. The uh, Columbus Symphony Orchestra and so on. Yeah, well, I, uh, it's, it's one of those weekends where you get back to work to rest, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you cut your grass, too? Oh,
3: um, well, I did do some tractor work, but <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't have to mow. I just was working on leaves. And I put—I actually put my leaf
2: sweeper away now for the season. Oh, my. Yes. Covered up, put it to rest for a long winter's sleep. It lives underneath the uh, hot tub. Yeah. Down. Pretty cool that the uh, CSO was at Stewart's Opera House. Yeah. I didn't know that.
3: Oh, it was... Uh, I would call it a sellout show. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we
2: they are s- we wonderful.
3: S- we saw many people we knew, and um, it was a, just a wonderful performance. And
2: um, lots of holiday music, or all holiday music, Christmas it, it music. Was,
3: it was all holiday. Music. Okay. Yeah. And um, the uh, the director. You know, I was involved with the Columbus Symphony years ago, back in the late 60s, early 70s, and was a member of it. Um, But, you know, over the years, people come and go, they grow older, they retire, they die, they whatever, and... So there, there was only one name uh, amongst the performers uh, Saturday that I recognized at all, a woman by the name of Gail. But um, the director was very, very good. He very personable. He worked with the audience, had a lot of fun with the audience. It just really, uh, it was a very classy event. So, folks, if you missed it this year, um, you know, there's been a couple years they've missed because of COVID. But um, any chance you have to see them up at Stewart's, I highly recommend it. And there will be another event about a year from now. And there's many shows at Stewart's we recommend. All right. Well, today is December 13th. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, It looks to me, according to the old calendar, that you are correct. Wow. I've certainly missed a few things this weekend, but I think I got that one right. Today is National Day of the Horse. Okay. I grew up with horses. My sister was especially fond of horses, Carol. Um, to the point that this was her thing, right? I didn't get to um, experience it as closely as I wanted. This was her thing. But after she went off to college, then I did have more opportunities. And um, I love horses. One of my best friends are Dale and Darla Stanley out on Fisher Road. And, of course, she is a horse lady through and through and through. And uh, has had several, um, what would you call it, bad accidents with horses where she broke her neck twice. Two different incidents. Uh, But they... You know, my wife is scared to death of horses. (laughs) You get her on the back of a horse sitting behind me, and she is just sobbing.
2: She's so scared. What, don't put her on the back of a horse with you then?
3: We've stopped, yes. (laughs) We learned that fairly quickly. But I do miss taking a horse ride. And and I've had my couple of incidents. Marie Barone, who works down at WUB, I think. um, She and I were taking a ride out there on Fisher Road. And two wild turkeys came out of a um, a tree that we were passing. And they made a racket. And uh, I got through them from my horse. Um, She managed to keep hers under control. But, um, you know, there are things that happen. And you just got to go on.
2: Oh, well. They're beautiful animals. I especially enjoy the the big ones, the Clydesdales. Oh, yeah. The Pergerons. Yeah, that's... that's, uh, I like
3: to watch them and all of that, but I I prefer just having my own horse. Yeah, they're all
2: beautiful, but I enjoy seeing those hitches at the uh, Ohio State Fair, Mm -hmm. the horse shows Mm -hmm. there. And just, it's magnificent, their beauty and what they can do, how they're trained. Well, what
3: started all of this is today, December 13th, is the National Day of the Horse. It's National Cocoa. Day. Um.
2: My wife had cocoa last night. Um. Boy, where would we be without cocoa to make chocolate?
3: Yeah. I. It's not something I jump into very often, but once in a while, it's nice. It's National Violin Day today. It's the National Guard's birthday. And it's Pick a Pathologist Day, <laughs> okay? A pathologist. What is that? I've heard it all my life, but
2: tell me what the term is. Well, um, pathology is, you know, the usually what coroners specialize in.
3: Coroner,
2: coroner like okay. you know, the Athens County coroner. Whenever there's a death involved, that like what was the
3: what what caused it? Yeah. Pathology. Yeah. Okay. So why do you have to pick a pathologist?
2: I don't know. It says uh, just pick one to make friends with, I guess. So. Okay. And it goes on to say because we never know what tomorrow holds. Fair enough. Yep. So... Let's Hopefully see, you don't need one. Sometimes too, we too bring snip.
3: in um, also the, the uh, what yesterday was. So yesterday was National ding Day.
2: <laughs> that was worth bringing in, just that yeah. one. you remember the Chuck Berry song, My Ding-a-ling? Yep, yep. yep. That's what I thought of when you said National ding Day. Well, they may have been thinking that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Gingerbread House Day yesterday, National Ambrosia Day yesterday, and National Poinsettia Day. And uh, every year at the Rotary Club, at their annual holidays party, uh, they have a uh, tradition of party favors. Everybody takes home a poinsettia, poinsettia. And um, those generally make it, what, to February or March? Yeah,
2: somewhere in there. And
3: uh, maybe they'll go longer if we do a better job, if we knew what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, they can go a little bit longer with upkeep. On this day in history, today being, um, well, wait a minute here, something's wrong. Is today the 13th? Yes. I brought in the, the 12th. Well, let's pretend
2: it's the 13th. Okay. Or shouldn't we? Yeah, why not? But the history dates won't be correct, obviously. The historical happenings. How did I bring in the wrong one? I don't know. Is it with your other papers that you just put aside? Do you right?
3: No, no. Well, anyway, let's let pretend. Okay, uh, so um, historical events. The year seven twenty seven, the Battle of N- Nineveh. Byzantine Emperor Heraclius Heraclius beats Sassanid Sassanid forces during Byzantine Sassanid War. Boy, that's a rough one. What are you working
2: on? I'm going to find you today in history.
3: Oh. Okay, 1901. Marconi sends the first transatlantic radio signal from uh, Polhu, which is in Cornwall, to Newfoundland, Canada. That'd be kind of cool. 1925, the last Kejar Shah of Iran was deposed. Reza Shah Pahlavi... Takes over. Okay, so I guess I'm supposed to set this aside. Scott now has found me today's version. But, there, but there's the still a couple things here I want to Yeah, do. if you want to do both of them. Frank Sinatra, yesterday. Um, was his birthday. Were he still alive? He was born on this date in 1915. He died in 1998. Edward Munch. Why do I know that name?
2: Munch. M-U-N-C-H. Edward Munch. He is the cousin of Captain Crunch. No... Hence the crunch and munch. Look him up, would you, Edward Just kidding.
3: Munch? I, I know, I know. You're fine. See, we, uh, well, here's another one, Bob Pettit, uh, from the um, oh, basketball, right? Yes, he was a great one. 89th birthday today.
2: Edward Munch was a Norwegian painter. His best-known work is *The Scream*.
3: Sounds like something I want to hang on my wall. Um. Okay. So let's see. Here. I guess I use this. Yeah. Um. Just scroll up. So now December thirteenth. Um. Eighteen days left in the year. I guess you could have figured that out. On this date, in the year 2000, Republican George W. Bush claimed the presidency a day after the Supreme Court shut down further recounts of disputed ballots that occurred in Florida. Democrat Al Gore conceded, delivering uh, a call for national unity. Well, this is a different version. Is yeah, it's (coughs) not the same as what I'm. No,pe it's the
2: quick go to whenever you don't have your information there.
3: Okay. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, anyway, we've 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 done that well enough.
2: Um. You want to do the birthdays there at the bottom? Was there? Yeah. I missed the whole list of them.
3: Come here, mouse. This mouse is running away from.
2: Catch that mouse.
3: There you go. Oh, I see what you mean now. Okay, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Is he still alive?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they don't All right. put them on there if they're not. Okay, well, Those he's... Those are living he's, birthdays.
3: He's 96 today. I worked a couple of shows with him over the years up at Kenley Players in Columbus and Warren. Um, but I had lost track of him. He's a neat guy. Yeah. Lou Adler, this... Um, Music and film producer. I thought he was a pretty good singer too. 88 today. John Davidson, another singer, 80. Ted Nugent, here's a bunch of singers today, 73. Actor Robert Lindsay, 72. Oh Tom Vilsack, he's our U.S. agriculture secretary he Is 71 today. Bernanke, Ben Bernanke, who was um, oh, he was with our Federal Reserve, our chairman, I think, at one point. Sixty-eight. Well, they do have a bunch of birthdays here. A lot more than they do on the report I use normally. Jamie Foxx, actor and comedian, 54. Well, you get the point. That's a few of them. Kind of nice. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of singers on there today. I noticed uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter of Steely Dan fame and also uh, joined the Doobie Brothers after that. 73, I think it said.
3: Kimmy Bal Balmilero ba, TV Hawaii 5 is 42 that must be the new version yeah it is I know all the guys on and gals on the old the original version but um, which I I wouldn't miss an episode this new one I've just never gotten into
2: yep same here just not the same without Jack Lord. Yeah. Not for me, anyway. He was a character, too. All right. Let's see here. Let's talk
3: COVID for a while. Uh, I do have an updated report in front of me as of uh, 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Um, Worldwide. Uh, no, let's start at Athens and work back. Athens has now had 8000 let me let me get my right number here 8548 cases that's 13% of our population Just yesterday there were 21 new cases Presently there's 305 people in our county being hospitalized Here's the good number. 8,114 have recovered. That's 94.9% of the cases have recovered. The bad news is out of that 8,548 total cases so far, 98 died. Um, now... If Athens had the same mathematical statistics as Ohio, instead of having um, 8,500 cases, we would have had 9,900 cases, 1,409 more cases if all our stats were the same as the states. That's good news, okay? Knock on wood, right? Now, what about the state? Yesterday alone, they had 5,486 new cases, bringing the total thus far now to 1,781,411. That's 15 and a quarter percent of our population in the state have experienced COVID. Active cases right now, 159,000 plus 81. I'm rounding these off a bit. There's um, 11,150 in ICU care. There's another 79,000 not in ho- uh, in the hospital, but not in under an uh, ICU situation. So basically 90,000 people in the hospital in the state of Ohio. Again, the good figure, 91% of those that have gotten it have recovered. That's 1,622,330. In the state of Ohio, yesterday, there were 487 new deaths. No, that's not right. I have a math error there. I I can't give you that figure. But I can tell you that a total of 27,338,000 have died in the state. That's 1.53%. I covered the state okay, except for that one figure. The United States, we have now had 50,801,455 cases, again that is as of 2 p.m. yesterday, Compare that to the day before. It means eighty-four thousand four hundred and thirteen were new cases. So um, blend that against our total population. That's fifteen and a quarter percent of Americans have experienced a case of COVID. Deaths, 1.61%. That's 817,956 as of yesterday. Presently active cases, 9,979,825. Recovered cases, 40 million. Three thousand six hundred and seventy-four. So seventy-eight point seven, almost seventy-eight point eight percent have recovered uh, in our state thus far. Okay, uh, worldwide, and then we'll um, we'll move on. Worldwide. Cases yesterday totaled two hundred and um, yeah two hundred and seventy thousand no 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 million million two hundred and seventy million four hundred and twenty five thousand three twenty nine. So that's three point four three percent of our world's population um, has had it. Deaths, one point nine seven percent. Well, boy, that equates to five million, three hundred twenty-one thousand eight fifty-nine. Um, active cases right now in the world, twenty-two million, seven thousand eight hundred and forty-nine active cases. And the recoveries, 243,095,621. So 89.89%. Let's just call it 90% have recovered. Now, one thing I didn't mention in either of our geographical areas is the rate of vaccination. So let me do that right now. In Athens, Ohio, 51.2% of our those eligible to be vaccinated have. That's the lowest of anything we're going to talk about. 51.2. Come on, Athens. The United States, 58.73 have been vaccinated. The United States, 70.94%. And worldwide, 55.2%. I don't think we need to say anything more about that. Um... Let's just take a moment and mention the uh, two upcoming shows this week. Uh, Today, obviously, a free-for-all edition. Tomorrow, and this was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago, but there was a scheduling faux pas mess-up. Anyway, Dr. Betty Young will be joining us tomorrow. She, of course, is the president of Hawking Technical College. On Wednesday, and I, I'm looking forward to this show. We have a, an employee who also um, works for the, the 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 Larues. There, I got it out. Cornwells. Do I have it wrong?
2: You talking about Troy? Yeah. Yeah, he works for Less Cornwell. Oh mercy! How did
3: I'm I'm embarrassed. I got that wrong. Okay. The Cornwells. So um, I think I think his primary gig is that of managing attractions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is on uh, Court Street. And it's a hair salon I think they do nails too. Um, and for years, when Gina Giardino was cutting hair, I, she was my gal up there. Um, anyway, Troy also, the Cornwells get him involved in decorating the city. We're going to learn all about that. All the lampposts, everything. And, um, and But besides that, of course, Troy's a member of our sports staff. And at one time was our director of sports. Um, so Troy's going to be in on Wednesday. And we're going to learn about how you go about decorating the city of Athens?
2: Yeah. Okay? The uptown area always looks really nice. It does. They mm-hmm. put a lot of work and effort into that to decorate for the pleasure of, Think you know, the, the that. folks that go through town. You know, going every lamp
3: post. Um, let's see. This year we have a wreath at the top. And then a spiral light going down the uh, shaft to the, the the post itself, and then there's other features that I'll let him talk about that they do.
2: Yeah, I like the uh, all the white lights that decorate the the roof. Well, toward the rooftops. Okay, now that was my doing of the establishment. So, well, thank you for your doing. Do you do you still hang them? No, you don't I hang them, do you?
3: No, they're there, they're there year round. Oh, okay, and they bring them on for special occasions. But in Norfolk, Virginia, when we bought WRAP there, our nation's first black radio station, and we owned it about four years, um, you know, they have some skyscrapers there, and then, of course, regular-sized buildings too. But downtown Norfolk, We went over there and realized that they would light the outlines of their buildings. So when I came back to Athens, I got to talking with Rick Abel. And I said, I'd like to try to do that. So we organized a committee. And we did it. And that's been up now for years. Let's see, I sold R.A.P. in 89. So I would guess it was in 89 or 90 that we first put the outlines of the building rooftops, lights up. And they remain up year-round. Of course, they need to be uh, maintained once in a while. Various strings will burn out or bulbs will... Something, you know what I mean. It's just like what you have to do at home. Yep. But it is kind of a neat touch. And they, they'll turn that on for special events like homecoming at night and stuff like that,
2: too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Don't And we have hours here, too, right? No. Outlining the top of the building? <laughs> I thought we did. We did. <laughs> they don't work. Oh, and I don't have the. Uh, well, it's I don't have the
3: staff right now.
2: Well, since Troy's coming out Wednesday, oh. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, Bring that, what that apparatus that he uses. He might be able to help us out.
3: Uh, well, you talk to him about All it. Right. I don't have the heart. <laughs>
2: okay.
3: Um. It might be something Butch could
2: do too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Fix-It.
3: Yeah. All right. Good morning, folks. Uh, Fifteen minutes remaining in today's show. And once again, tomorrow, our guest will be Dr. Betty Young from Hawking College.
5: Hey, I don't want
2: to get ahead of us here, but tentatively for Thursday, uh, we may have some folks in from the Richland United Methodist Church to talk about their live nativity scene coming up uh, this Friday and Saturday. It's not on my list. No, not yet, because we have to confirm that they are able to make it. But I think it's pretty close to a done deal. Okay. So we're, we're hoping for that uh, Thursday, some representatives of the church there, maybe the the uh, new pastor coming in too. So hopefully that will materialize. So that's Thursday, talking about live nativity at their church coming up on, I think Mark told me, uh, Friday and Saturdays of this weekend fair enough yeah those are cool i participated in a few of them they're kind of fun people drive by and were you the look at mule it. um and yeah i was that and a couple different things too. adjuster um uh, and uh let's see i was flying around uh, what else was i a duck a duck and a uh i was a a flock of white doves <laughs> been a mule well of course everyone's a mule at some point or another time in their lives aren't they Uh, so i guess
3: (laughs) all right now let's let's talk about i'm not afraid uh,
2: or ashamed to admit it you know
3: let's talk about some hard news all right um new york times um has a lead article today saying uh, good morning America's anti-democratic movement is making progress. They go on, letting losers win. American politics these days can often seem fairly normal. President Biden has had both big accomplishments and big setbacks in his first year. As is typical, they say. In Congress, members are haggling over bills and passing some of them. Um, all of this is leading to a, a apparent sense of political normalcy. But American politics today is not really normal. It may instead be in the midst of a radical shift away from democratic rules and traditions that have guided the country for a very long time. An anti-democratic movement, inspired by Donald Trump, but much larger than him, is making significant progress In the states that decide modern presidential elections, this movement has already changed some laws and ousted election officials with the aim of overturning future results. It has justified the changes with blatantly false statements claiming that Biden did not really win the 2020 election. Wow. Let's see here. The movement has encountered surprisingly little opposition, but most Republican politicians have either looked the other way or supported the anti-democratic movement. In the House, Republicans ousted Liz Cheney from a leadership position because she called out Trump's lies pushback within the Republican Party has been so weak that about 60% of Republican adults now tell pollsters that they believe the 2020 election was stolen. A view that is simply wrong. Most Democratic officials, for their part, have been focused on issues other than election security, things like COVID-19 and the economy it's true that congressional Democrats have tried to pass a new voting rights bill only to be stymied by Republican opposition and the filibuster but these democratic efforts have been pawing uh, I'm sorry have been prowling sprawling there we go I got it out Let's start this sentence over. These democratic efforts have been sprawling and unfocused. They have included proposals on voter ID rules and mail-in ballots, for example, that are almost certainly less important than federal law to block the overturning of elections. Um... This is an article from the New York Times and uh, they go on to cite a previous article that had been written. But going on with the story, all of which has created a remarkable possibility. What is it? In the 2024 presidential election, Republican officials in at least one state may overturn a legitimate election result, citing fraud that does not exist, and award the state's electoral votes to a Republican nominee. Former President Trump tried to use this tactic in 2020, but local officials rebuffed him. Since then, his supporters have launched a campaign with the Orwellian name Stop the Steal to ensure success next time. Steve Bannon has played in a central role using the, his podcast to encourage Trump supporters to take over positions in election administration. ProPublica has explained this. This is a five-alarm fire, Jocelyn Brinson, the Democratic Secretary of State in Michigan, said as she presided over the 2020 vote count there. She told the Times um, if people... Oh, the printer went bad here. Anyway, the last part of her sentence says, um, if this continues, then we may not be able to ensure democracy prevails again in 24. Well, this bothers me. Either we have laws or we don't. Our country has some long history to it. And I think one of those long historic points has been voter um, accuracy. And it troubles me that people are saying, questioning voter accuracy, and in some ways changing it to make it less accurate. I trust my fellow Americans. I trust them to make a good selection. It may not be the same choice as mine, but when it comes right down to there's two candidates, I think the Either of the two will do a good job. One may just do a better job, in my opinion, than the other. But we all have opinions. I think to have dozens of candidates, and the guy, with the, guy or gal with the most votes gets it, Doesn't work. We do that kind of in a preliminary primary election. You know what I mean? We bring it down to where there's two candidates or a yes or a no to be said. You
2: have any fault with what I say? Well, like you said, we all have opinions, but I, my opinion is, is that, uh, there's something fishy that happened with these elections from things that I saw on news reports, mm-hmm. written reports, um, something just didn't seem right, so... Uh, from to and so, and I'm not saying
3: you're a Trump supporter or anything no, he, like that. No,
2: trying to be very objective yeah. here.
3: But who benefit?
2: Who most benefited from this fishiness you're referring? To? I don't. I'm not sure, but I would say probably the current administration. Again, that's just me, but. When, you, when I saw videos, when you have videos posted that are shady about, for instance, suitcases coming out from underneath tables and ballots being counted, the report of votes being switched. Um, again, this is just some observations and that uh, uh, President Biden rarely campaigned. And when he did, there weren't very many people there. When former President Trump campaigned, there were overflow crowds. Um, something just didn't seem right or feel right. And again, trying to be very objective here, not, not leaning one way or the other, but it just seemed like that when former President Obama campaigned, uh, campaigned more than current President Biden, um, it just doesn't seem to follow suit where the uh, election turned out. Again, you know, I'm I'm not sure. Just again, some observations of how things transpired, but we have the current administration, what we have now. Well. I wish I didn't observe those things or didn't need to maybe feel otherwise or think something wasn't when you have, all lined uh, up.
3: When you have 455 members of Congress and Senate and all that.
2: 535 total, thank, actually, thank 435 you. and 100. I, I messed up.
3: Um, <clears throat> 535 they're the ones that make the laws.
2: Exactly, yep.
3: So whether there's a guy or gal serving as president who is popular or unpopular, um, I think is unfortunate. We certainly make more progress when they all work together. Oh, well, I've said my piece, and we're out of time. But um, it's a ticklish time, isn't it? Yes, it is. Folks, uh, once again, tomorrow, Dr. Betty Young will be our guest.
1: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Deborah Rodriguez communities from Kentucky to Illinois are taking stock of the massive destruction wrought by a string of tornadoes. One of them decimated Thomas Spencer's home in Mayfield. Oh,
5: Lord, I never want to go through that in a war of all I experienced in a war of bombings. They don't hold a light to this and it all happened. I would say in 20 30 seconds.
0: Eight workers were killed at a candle factory there. Eight are still missing 200 miles to the northwest. A tornado killed at least six people at an Amazon facility in Illinois and six remain unaccounted for. Correspondent Lilia Luciano is in Edwardsville. When the county search crews didn't have enough dogs for this level of loss, they accepted the help of these volunteers.
1: They're amped up. They know what we're doing. They're, they're, they're reading us, so we got, we got that potential
0: find on Creekwood. And for the handlers, it's hard to keep up. We're
1: just coming out to get a it real quick and go back in there again, but a tree.
0: DESPITE SEARCHING FOR HOURS AND RETURNING EMPTY-HANDED, There's no stopping their quest for survivors. Health officials in the U.K. say 40 percent of all COVID cases there now involve the Omicron variant. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. So it is
1: in every 50 50 of the states in the United States, and it will start to spread at this breakneck speed here also, so I'm certainly worried.
0: The average number of COVID infections here is up almost 40 percent from last week. There could be new action in Washington today from lawmakers investigating the January insurrection.
4: The House Committee investigating the Capitol attack is set to recommend contempt charges against former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. The panel put out a 51-page report last night detailing questions about the thousands of pages of his personal emails and texts that he's provided. The committee wants more on communications with Congress, the Trump effort to overturn the election, and about whether the former president was